This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. At the end of the pool season, it's time for the Narawahia Pound Pups Pool Party. Ahead of the event on Saturday the 1st of April, I spoke with Zoe Jackson and Tracy Oakes, who work in various roles at Waikato District Council Animal Control. They brought an adorable little pup along to the interview too. Oh my goodness, I'm good in my shoes, dude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, would you first like to introduce yourselves and how you got involved with animal control in the Waikato? Sure thing. So I started at um, Waikato District Council in the call centre. I was there for two years um, and I was approached by the team leader at the time. There was a secondment for a maternity cover for a year um, for the education and engagement officer role, which is my role, um, and I applied obviously got the job and four years later I'm still here so um, in between I did six months animal control work as well um, but then was given the option which role I would prefer and obviously I chose the education role so yeah I've been with um, Takone Hida for six years yeah and animal control for so that's my backstory of council I guess you'd say cool Cool. Um, I was working across the road at the local vet clinic uh, and had been there for six years and had a pretty good relationship with the animal control team. Um, when a job opportunity opened up, they, the team popped across and said to me, oh, there's a job over at the council doing animal control. Do you think you might be interested? So asked a few questions about what it entailed and thought it might be an opportunity to get out from behind the vet clinic door and see uh, if I could assist maybe part of the community that couldn't come to the vet clinic themselves, uh, obviously had the knowledge to be able to provide some information to those aspects of our community and really enjoyed doing it. Uh, And then the opportunity came up for me to move into the team leader role and I've been doing that for just over, oh, I think about three years now Uh, and I was an animal control officer for two years before that. So coming up to six years with council. Great. And who's our third interviewee we've got in here? <laughs> His name's Boston. He's a pound pup. He is 12 weeks old. Um, he was picked up um, and not claimed. So um, he's now available for adoption. So he's been at my house for the past two and a half weeks. And yeah, he's a delight. But he's hopefully going to his forever family this afternoon. Wonderful. Yeah. And so how old is he at the moment? 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah, 12 yeah. weeks old, yeah. So he's um totally toilet trained. Well, okay, 90% toilet trained. Um, <laughs> crate trained, will sit and wait for his food. He's great with my cats. He's great with my dog. Um, and he's really good with kids, so. Mm. And you've got some great sensory stuff around <laughs> here for him. I mean, is this for humans or humans and dogs? Um. <laughs> This room, I think, was originally set up for humans, but I do use it for dogs. And then we've got the outdoor space as well. 
um, which also has got the grass floor, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely. So um, looking after adoptions through the pound and managing all related events sounds like a big job that you're doing, Zoe. Yeah. Um, what does it entail? <laughs> So that's not just my job, I, that's actually quite a lot larger. Um, so my, I guess the core purpose of my role is um, education. So education within childcare. So I go into childcare centres around the Waikato district. Um, I go into schools and I teach kids how to be safe around dogs. So it's like a 45 minute presentation. Um, and we just go through how to be safe around dogs, you know, the responsibilities of being a good dog owner, um, what to do if they're ever in a compromising situation with the dog. Um, and it's just a fun 45 minute interactive session that we teach them. And so I get to go back every year into the classrooms and schools and as they get older. So it's quite nice. Um, I run a dogs and libraries program, which is where people can book into our libraries and read to a dog. So that's hugely successful. Um, we do it fortnightly at every single library site, so that's cool. Um, what else do I do? I manage the bookings of our community pup desexing. So we have a desex scheme for people that are community service card holders or gold card holders or just need a little bit of help. Um, so we charge $80, oh, the people, sorry, the customers pay $80 and the rest comes from the pup found fund. So a dollar from every single dog that's registered goes into this pup fund. So we end up with normally about $15,000 um, a year to help contribute to give back to the community. Um, what else do I do? Adoptions at the Ngaru Wahia Pound. Um, so yeah, every dog that gets adopted out. So I'm doing all the meet and greets. I'm doing all the background checks on people. Um, and just making sure that it's obviously the right fit for the family. We do property inspections just to make sure it's secure. Um, and I work with a lot of rescue groups around the Waikato and New Zealand, actually. Um, and if we can't, if we're having trouble rehoming a dog or if it's been sitting in the pound for too long, we normally get them to take the dog from us. So, and then the fun side, well, all of it's fun, but the events. So we've got the pool parties. We run Dirty Dog, which is a huge, I don't know if you've heard of it, mud run for dogs. Yeah. Um, so we run that coincide with Hamilton City Council Animal Control, um, which is huge. Um, That's sort of like an orientation course, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like a mud run around... You can speak to that, Trace, because that's your thing. You do the course. <laughs> Um, so it's a set obstacle course uh, where people uh, based out at the Ngaroa here Christian Youth Camp who partners with us who do a brilliant job as well mm. and the course is there's some steep hills involved there's some beautiful bush involved there's some stream crossings there is the swamp of doom which has sucked a lot of shoes off a lot of people over the years and uh, people do the run with a dog um, and it's one runner, one dog, or two runners, one dog. And people just love it. And we've had people come back year after year after year. It's awesome. Mm. Uh, crawling under cargo nets, climbing over hay bales, anything we can think of to throw at them, just to have a bit of fun out with their dog on the day. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then we've got pink walks where we fundraise for breast cancer. Um, we do two of those, one up in the Tuako area and one down in the our district down here the south mm. southern end of the district and then we've just introduced last year um dog park pup dates so where we just hold a event at the at a dog park and um 
we had held our first one in Pokeno last year, late last year, and it was really successful. So um, we'll look at doing more of those this year in other dog parks around the district. So mm. huge. So, yeah, from customer service representative to... <laughs> Yeah. All of that. Huge. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. And what does your job involve, Tracy? Uh, so, um, as, well, my job as team leader um, is involved, like I support the staff to be able to ensure that they can go out and do their roles well and that they've got all the tools that they need uh, and whatever whatever that might crop up in the support that they need to do the job well. Um, the animal control officers, their main task really is around public safety. That's why we are employed in our community. So um, whether it's picking up a loose dog to keep it safe from harm, attending a dog attack, or chasing some stock off the road into a nearby paddock, that's what the animal control officers are doing to try and keep our community safe. Um, it's a busy role for the officers and um, they are all uh, passionate people and they all have a particular reason, a why for doing this role, because it's not an easy role. Um, it's not all puppies and kittens, some of it's quite hard. Um, and often when we are attending jobs, sometimes it's on people's worst day of their lives. So um, the team have a lot of empathy for the people that we're dealing with as well. Mm. Mm. So it's as much safety for humans as it is safety for animals, really. Absolutely, absolutely. Like it, we, we um, a lot of our after hours calls are stock that have managed to get out on the road. So, um, like you said, safety of humans involved because nobody wants to hit an animal on the road, and also nobody wants an animal to be hit. Uh, and our staff um, are on call twenty four seven for those high priority jobs. So can be quite draining but they all they all have a, a reason and a why why they do it mm. do you have some late night call outs then ah oh, yes we do we've had um you know two o'clock in the morning chasing a horse around Huntley um <laughs> the one of our staff recently had some bulls out way out at Royal Pookie, uh and that was at 12 o'clock at night so trying to find 40 bulls in the pitch black uh, it can be a bit entertaining at times. I mean, and, you know, often they're on their own if the police can't attend as well. So, or they can't flag down a friendly neighbour to give them a hand. So, there, there's some interesting skills used mm. after hours and inventive ways of solving the problem. Mm. Wow. So, animal control is a really complicated and taxing sector, really. It is. It is. And it's, um, it's tough because part of the role is compliance you know we, we are there to ensure that people are following the rules um, but a big part of our role is also helping people like now that we've got the pup um, desexing scheme that's made a massive impact on our community to be able to go in and assist families who might not have the means to get their dog desexed they don't want to be breeding but they've got a female dog and they can't keep the male dogs out so they end up having litters after litters and we get the dog desexed and we go back, you know, two, three years later and the, the female dog's sitting on the back step, fat, happy, the family's happy. It's a, it's a real chance to make a difference in our community uh, and try and stop that compounding effect of one female dog has a litter of 
eight pups and then four of them are female who then go on to have puppies and yeah and that side of it can be pretty taxing and sad but it's it's neat to be in a position where we can make a difference mm, definitely mm. now um <laughs> digging back under the bean bag again he has <laughs> that's noisy just let me know no no it's all good <laughs> Oh. If he starts chewing your shoes, let me know. Yeah, he, okay. he was chewing them a bit. Was before. just attacking mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, how important are all of these services to the Waikato district? Is it a really sort of um, uh, it's a busy job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the job is immensely important to our community. Um, like I touched on earlier. Um, a loose dog can just be a loose dog trotting down the street or a loose dog could have a behaviour change and become quite aggressive. And that's where our job is to step in and secure that dog so that it's not causing an issue in our community. And part of the animal control role is to attend, um, like I said earlier, what could be one of the worst days of people's lives uh, where they have been involved in a dog attack or... Those are my shoelaces. <laughs> oh, Boston. Dog it. Boston's doing a dog attack on my shoelace. <laughs> oh, dear. He's going right through that teething stage, isn't yeah, he? Yes. But, yeah. Yes. It, anyway, back to the serious discussion. Um, so being able to assist in a way that does keep our community safe um, is a real privilege for our team as well. Um, the... Those are sort of our main duties around, you know, wandering dogs, dog attacks, um, surrenders, people surrender dogs to us uh, when things have not gone well for them or um, they're unable to meet the dog's needs anymore, which is when often the dog ends up under Zoe's care and goes into our adoption program, which is pretty cool. Um, We've also assisted our community members at times when it's nearing the end of the dog's life and it's the right time and facilitated that tough, tough period of getting the dog to the vet and assisting them with euthanasia and the fees involved. So um, that's a a tougher side of our job, but something that we do for the animal's best interests. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you want to tell us a bit, Zoe, about Waikato Pound Pup? Sure thing. <laughs> so um, I guess you, pound putts originated in 2011. Um, so it was actually by a young lady doing volunteer work with the animal control team. I believe her mum worked for council. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but she started taking the puppies home um, and rehoming them. Um, her name's Faye Carey. Um, and she now owns Waikato Boarding Kennels in Kateri. So she has that business. Um, but she, yeah, started taking the puppies home. And from what I have heard, I've asked around, and they said it just became like quite a lot. And there were a lot of dogs that were passing these temperament tested tests and being available for adoption. Um, so Animal Control took the rehoming program over, like Council took the, um, the rehoming of the dogs from the pound over and that's where Waikato Pound Pups came alive I guess you'd say. Um, the Facebook page was created in 2013 um, and I guess what when 2000 and 
23 now and we've got to close to 25,000 followers. So we have a huge following. Um, we rehome anywhere between 150 to three, 250, 300 dogs a year. Um, so all the dogs have to pass a thorough temperament test. Um, and um, now he's at your shoe. Now he's at my sock. At your sock. Yeah, it's, it's all good. He's just, he's got a million toys down here too. Um, yeah, so the dogs have to pass the thorough temperament test um, when they do we ensure that they get vaccinated so they get their first part of our vaccination they're microchipped they're registered we de-sex them um if they're over six months if they're puppies like this um we get in contact with the owner and we get the dog de-sex at six months and yeah we do what else do we do pound pups yeah it's i love it mm. that's the back i guess you'd say it sounds like a huge network that you've got, not only with the community, but with other organisations mm -hmm. that deal with animal care. Yeah, we do. We have a huge, um, we've got relationships with the vets. We, um, Pets at Wintech, so we send dogs to Pets at Wintech, which is a training facility for um, people studying vet nursing and vet care. Yeah. Um, we have relationships with other council pounds, so we talk and interact with each other sometimes do some dog switching um talk at all animal rescues huge for us auckland puppy rescues huge for us dc rescue who's now closed humane society of new zealand and we also work with the spca as well so and obviously hamilton adopt a dog as well <laughs> they're our neighbors <laughs> but yeah we work with a lot of people and you have to have relationships to keep the dogs you know moving through different rescue groups because yeah we it's not fair to keep the dog in the pound for X amount of time. And it's really interesting because sometimes a dog that we might have struggled to find a home with, another rescue will contact us and say, hey, I think we can rehome that, or we'll contact them and say, hey, have you got space? Yeah. And they'll take it on and get it rehomed within a couple of days. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just, it's a hard case. It just yeah. depends on what your audience is and what sort of dogs we've got up for rehoming. But yeah, for sure. It would be all different audiences for all of the organisations. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and you, you guys wouldn't have enough staff and enough resources to handle the entire operation of um, animal management in the Waikato district, obviously. No, no. Well, um, we are required by law to ensure that any all of our dog registration fees that we gather as animal control are spent on animal control in our district. Um, so we're really uh, aware of that and that's why, like Zoe mentioned about doing dog swaps with other districts so that it's all fair and fair and our money is still being spent on our district. Um, we do help the odd one out outside the district and try and, when a person's in need, a person's in need. When an animal's in need, an animal's in need. And if we have room, yeah, we'll take them with open arms. Mm -hmm. Now, how did the Narawahia Pool Party come to be and what makes it such a regular event put on by the pound? I know it happens at the end of pool season. Um, but, yeah, what sort of um, uh, environment does that generate and how does it help the public and how does it help the dogs? So it originated from the animal control team seeing Auckland do it. Um, so they ran a pool party and they um 
Helen, who was in the role before me, she she was like, why can't we do something like that? So she contacted the right people in council, um, our facilities team, spoke with them, and they said just contact the pools and see if they're happy to help facilitate. Um, so they contacted the Ngarawahia pools, I believe, and they said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And it was a huge success. Um, I believe it was run alongside fundraising for Impounded Dogs. So they help us um, with fundraising for dogs in need that maybe have come in injured or need a little bit of extra TLC. So they'll fundraise for um, surgeries, um, for the appropriate food, um, treatment for like, I don't know, mange as such. Um, mm. They fundraise for the extra stuff that yeah. council fund can't quite stretch to. And it's meant that we've been able to... Um, Rehome dogs that in the past might not have had such a happy ending, so it's been massive. Mm. So that I believe they helped with the first event, and they were there selling raffles. So every dollar that we make from the pool parties goes back into rescue. So we don't take any money whatsoever. Whatever comes through that, yeah, flow goes straight back to the rescue. So every single year we donate to different rescue groups depending on who's helped us, I guess you'd say, in the previous 12 months. Mm. Um, the second year was when I was in the role and I asked, well, why can't we do it at the Tuaco pools as well? Um, so I contacted them and they said, yeah, let's let's go for it. Um, and then I thought, how could I make it like even better year by year? So that year I contacted lots of New Zealand like dog companies, um, whether it be like food, treats, um, toys, just anything dog I literally reached out to maybe like 30 businesses and just asked told them what I was doing I was running this pool party and the reason behind it it's a fun day for our community to come together with their dogs jump in the pool make the use <laughs> make use of swimming in the pool um and we made up 60 goodie bags per event so we had 20 goodie bags to give away um that I think the first year we maybe had like 180 to 100 dogs again at both events so it was huge and then year after year five years later this year we are putting together 200 goodie bags so it's gonna we're gonna run it a little bit different this year normally it was first in first serve but that's not fair so this year we're gonna do it I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna tell you what I'm doing but we're doing it differently and it's not going to be first in first serve so um we just want it to be fair and ensure that people at the end also get a goodie bag um, and it's not just the first people in. Um, so this year, the two groups that we are fundraising for are Auckland Puppy Rescue and Four Paws Animal Rescue Waikato. So they've been a huge help for us in the past 12 months. So that's who we're giving back to this year. Mm. Excellent. And does it help people become more connected with animal control in the Waikato? It does. It gives people, dog owners, a chance to come and meet us as a team in an informal environment, essentially. Mm. Um, it's also an opportunity uh, for animal control to give back to our responsible dog owners that don't necessarily see as much of us as what other facets of our community might see of us. Um, so it's always been just a really good vibe on the day. Heaps of happy people. Um, dog owners take the opportunity to have a chat with the roaming ACOs about things that have happened in their lives or uh, even behaviour tips on what they could do with their dogs at home or when they're out in public um, and all of our officers have got um, extensive knowledge in, in those areas so 
um, I'm always the one in the pool, but um, I do hear some pretty cool chats going on around me. Yeah. So how many, is it sort of just a free-for-all? How many dogs do you end up with in the pool? Oh, so um, it is a little bit of a free-for-all, to be fair. So the rules are, uh, if your dog's in the pool, it's allowed off-leash. But if your dog's not in the pool, it needs to be put back on the lead. Because when the dogs are in the pool, they're happy, they're swimming around, they're chasing the tennis balls or whatever their owners are throwing for them. Last year we had some floating crabs, which were a huge hit. Um, and a couple of floating whales We've got as floating well. floating whales this year. Yeah. Um, and we have a ramp into the pool, um, and that's where myself and one of the staff members always positioned uh, teaching dogs how to get on and off the ramp and how to get into the pool. So it's really interesting with some of the dogs. They come flying up to the start of the ramp and then they're too scared to get in the water and with a little, a little bit of an encouragement and a couple of times in the water and then they're just away and it's it's really cool to see. Um, and there can be a large number of dogs loose at one time um, and it used to terrify me uh, but honestly we've had very little problems and we also have the roving animal control officers wandering around uh, and if they see any behaviour that they're worried might escalate, they'll go and have a chat with the dog owner and sort out what could be done or where they could go. Maybe the dog just needs a little time out to, before it comes back in and joins the rest of the dogs again. It's a pretty fun day, but yeah, there's a little bit of mayhem. You wouldn't want to come if you were sensitive of hearing. There's a fair bit of barking. <laughs> happy, happy, excited. Yeah, excited barking, but yeah, it's, it's loud. It's cool. So just lastly, how can people become involved with the pool party um, with their animals and become connected with the pound and animal control in general if they're interested? I guess any dog is welcome to the pool parties, um, as long as they're friendly. Um, we ask that the dog is up to date with vaccinations, obviously just to help us prevent spread of any disease um, and registered with the local council. So it is open to anybody. We do have people from Auckland come down. We have people as far as Tauranga come over for it. So um, it's, yeah, I think there's like 400 people interested in the Ngāruohia event, which is a little bit scary, but <laughs> we'll manage it. Yeah. Um, in regards to um, being connected with the pound, we're on Facebook and Instagram under Waikato Pound Pups. Um, so all of our adoption dogs go up on Facebook. We predominantly use Facebook. So all the information is on that page. All of our events are on the Waikato Pound Pups page. So I think that they're under Ngāruahia Pound Pups Pool Party and Tuako Pound Pups Pool Party, the event pages. You'll see all of our sponsors on the event page. So yeah, if you're interested in adopting, it's quite a simple process and it can be quite quick. Um, so as I said, all the dogs are on the page. You send us a private message. Tell me about yourself, your lifestyle, the life the dog's going to have. People normally have a dog in mind when they look on the page, but more times than not, they'll come and see another dog and fall in love with it and leave with a completely different dog. Yeah, so it's just doing a meet and greet with the family. If they have a dog, we ask that they bring their dog in so we can do a meet and greet with the dogs as well, just to ensure that they get on. The dogs generally tell me if they're happy or not. You can always see when there's a bond between a family and an adoption dog. Um, we do background checks, a property inspection um, and depending on where that what council district they live in it can be done within 24 hours so it's a pretty fast process and then there's just the $300 adoption fees. Um, one thing we never say no to is blankets and towels. Amen. But, um, <laughs> oh, 
we go through those rapidly uh, and that's at both of our facilities and um, every dog gets a bed uh, but some of the dogs uh, like to destroy said bed so um, we do go through them quite quickly mm. um, yeah Pretty much yeah. Well, Zoe, Tracy, and Boston, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on WTS. You're welcome. No thank problem. you for having us. Yes, Jeez, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.